All right. So we're doing these things. So if we go back in time before we, we released two podcasts, what we should have done was really introduced the podcast planet to Kobe, Jason, and John. So they actually knew why we think we're worth listening to, right? So a bit of, I'm going to use this word a bunch because I love the word hubris. You know, um, and we spell hubris. And I, use it in a sentence. I can't spell my own fucking name. You want me to spell hubris? And what does it mean? Hubris. I wanted to ask you because you didn't use it when you just asked me, but I knew it was going to come from you. It, so hubris is a, is a level of arrogance. You know, like oh, you just you know who I am. You know who Jason Goldfarb is. Hubris. Yeah, hubris. It's a great word. So you could use it in a sentence. You just can't spell it. I, I can't spell half the words I wrote. This thing <laughs> is, is really is, a word though. Yeah, hubris is absolutely one hundred percent. John is the king of spell check. Yeah, I. I have an app. No, I know. No, I have I an know app, but as of late, in the last six you months, you haven't been using it. <laughs> no, I have. My stuff's fantastic I know, because I use a third-party app that cleans everything. I openly admit to that. Like I'm smart as fuck, but I can't spell my own fucking name. Like I you know, know that. that's one thing I didn't talk about on my end. What's that? I was the uh, runner-up spelling bee champ in Connecticut. I was the spelling bee champ for Danbury, Connecticut, third third largest city in the state. <laughs> Kept fired. <out. laughs> But I, I runner-up as uh, the state state champion. How many years ago was that, Kobe? 1979, I think so. <laughs> and How Jesus old were you then? That wasn't even a thought. There was only four words back then. <laughs> yep. We were just learning to talk as humans. Oh. Oh, spell Ugg. Yep. Kobe's first podcast um. was cave drawings. <laughs> All right. So in that, in that vein, what we're doing is we're going to do individual podcasts that are specifically about you know each of us. This way, you as a listener, you know, if you know me, if you know Kobe, you know Jason, you could say, hey, I don't know Kobe. I don't know John. I don't know Jason. Let you go back and listen to an episode. Today, Kobe and I, we're going to talk to Jason. Now, in all honesties, how do you feel about this, Jason? I hate it. Jason fucking hates it. He's I don't like, like a lot of attention on me. Jason yeah. doesn't like a lot of attention until Jason starts talking. And then Jason's probably not going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It gives you the opportunity to get to know us. So then as we go down further down this this journey of podcasting, you have some sort of basis. Of, a reference point. Yeah, a reference point. If you about have to these go guys. back and say, who's this guy? That's it. Why so, is this guy disagreeing with everything Kobe and John say? Because he's Jason Goldfarb. That's and what on I that do. note, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Goldfarb. You're playing with the big boys now. When I'm listening to them, I'm laughing the whole time. Funny how. I mean, what's funny about it? He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? Oh, you're a big boy. You'll figure it out. Don't talk to me like I'm a child. Boys, you must strive to find your own voice. Because the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. Thoreau said most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Don't be resigned to that. Break out. You wake up in the morning, sir, put on my big boy pants. I can say big loud things. I can be demonstrative. This is how you conduct yourself in a democracy. I am a big boy. Big boy voices. You are listening to big boy voices. Big boy voices. All right. In the next half an hour or so, we're going to be joined by Jason Goldfarb. Yes. Hey, Jason Goldfarb. Hello. I want to know about Jason Goldfarb. Yeah. Every, everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Jason Goldfarb is an anomaly. Yeah. He's a disagreeing <laughs> anomaly. We got more play on Jason Goldfarb between the vaping. You know, the com- between the comments, as far as the first two episodes of the podcast, the feedback was the vaping. And Jason is awesome because he doesn't agree with you guys. You're so used to people kissing your ass and agreeing with everything. Jason is confrontational on everything. I know. I should have been a lawyer. Seriously. I picked the, I picked the wrong uh, path in life. 
I think you would have killed somebody. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> you would have fucking murdered somebody. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> so a little history. Jason and I go back. So I'm assuming that Kobe and Jason, you guys, you two met via me, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. right. Mm-hmm. So I go back. I've known Jason now for, what are we? Four, 15 years? Yeah, 14, 15 years. Yeah. You know, um, back, uh, we were both Caesars guys together. Yep. You know, you ran the House of Blues. Um, I had just really, and Beer Fest had really just kind of started to be its thing. And Jason and I had a real, con- I mean, the music vibe, the punk rock vibe. We were both those tattoos. guys. Tattoos. You know, we stuck out like sore thumbs in the environment that we were in. Yep. And, you know, Jason and rolling in t-shirts. I'd roll in, in like, you know, rolled up sleeves to corporate meetings. And they'd be like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> and we weren't even really friends at that point. No. You no. know? Um, we got to bullshitting and, you know, I thought Jason was a rad dude and, uh, you know, said, Hey, I've got this festival, you know, I think we need to amp up the entertainment. Can you help me out? Yeah. That's when we like, just did like amped up cover bands in the beginning. And yeah. then it kind of morphed into like market room what Blitz it is Creek now yep. and kind of all that stuff slowly year by year up the ante. So for us, Jason is our catalyst to the entertainment world, right? You know, when we're thinking about bands, or we're talking about bands or where to position things, you know, that's Jason for, for us as far as our business goes. You know, Jason, you do this for a bunch of organizations, right? Yep. Um, mostly casinos. But yeah, we work with Caesars Entertainment, MGM, Penn Gaming, uh, Boyd, um, and then a couple independent casinos. But yeah, mostly casino world. But I mean, you got into this whole booking music, music game because you've got a you've got history in music. Yeah, uh, I grew up around here, and I used to play in punk bands. And uh, since there was no booking people back then, I used to book my own shows. So I was booking shows when I was like fourteen, fifteen years old, and uh, that's kind of how I got started. And then I moved to Philly, started a punk band in Philly, and we got kind of big. We did the Warp tour, we toured with Coheed, we did a couple things, and then. I came back here and I was delivering pizza and uh, I saw House of Blues was opening up. So I got a job there just pushing boxes and setting up sound, setting up lighting. And uh, I kind of worked my way up. And next thing you knew, three years later, I was handling all the concerts, running the, the venue side of stuff. Now, what, what's your background in music? Like, what was... I played music. I was right. in band playing guitar. Like how, how did you get into that? My dad is like a local guitar player guy. I don't know. What are you trying to tell me here? You're banging off stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad's like a local guitar player guy, so he's like pretty famous in South Jersey world. So I just grew up around music, gotcha. not punk rock necessarily, but uh, yeah. So I've just always been in music. I mean, I was looking at old yearbooks uh, like a month ago, and everyone was like, "We know you're going to be in the music business." Like no one on earth that hasn't seen me in 20 years would be shocked to know what I'm doing now. Like, so you were the guy in high school. It was in the bands, you know, yep. everything. You had yep. the long hair. I had long hair for a period of time, but the punk thing wasn't really the long hair. So when I got into the punk thing, I had, like, bleached hair with John saw old videos of me. I was like... Yeah, I, you should post those. Those are fantastic. Yeah. I was a singer of a punk band in high school that was popular within the punk world. So Very we, cool. We used to get a couple hundred kids to come out. and uh, We'll roll through Philly. Like, we'd go to bouncing. We'd go to these shows and he'll talk to 30 different people oh that guy was in this band i was in the band with that guy this guy and it's like holy fuck oh that guy sold coke to that guy who got coke for that guy i'm like holy fuck yeah, yeah i mean he was he was a part of the scene yeah i know a lot of people in philly for sure because when i lived in philly we lived on south street so we were friends with a lot the drug dealer guys at a lot of the venues so they would bring all the dudes back to my apartment on south street so like 
There's we, no statute of limitations. Yeah. yeah, right. We used to have like CC Deville from Poison was partying at my house. I've had like allegedly famous hip hop guy. <laughs> this is not allegedly because I have videos of this stuff. This stuff happened. No, no, uh, we believe you. We're yeah. saying allegedly for the innocence. Yes. Side. Well, uh, yeah. So like we we were partying with all those people. So I was a big part of the Philly scene for sure. And then when I came down here, I was like a nobody, and uh, I kind of just worked my way through the House of Blues world and ended up. Um, running that thing and then I kind of saw an opportunity being with Caesars for so many years to be like I could do a lot better if I did this for myself instead of doing it directly for the casino so then you formed Near Dark so then I got with my friend Dave who I grew up with and we started Near Dark because Dave was Dave didn't know the casino business Dave was putting on his own concerts at the time so he would take the risk like book a whatever show for 20 grand and try and make money off it so I was like why don't we partner up you have the money (laughs) and I know the people so let's Let's try and get into a different side of the business. And that worked out pretty okay for you. That's cool. Until this year, it worked out really good. <laughs> do, uh, do you miss the entertainment side? You yeah. like the management side better than the entertainment? Uh, no, but it's more. It, there's more money in it. But I miss so much. I mean, running House of Blues. I, I tell. I mean, John was around for some of it, but I mean, I spent time with Trent Reznor, BB King, Etta James, James Brown, Oasis, Eminem. Like, oh, that's so like amazing. Yeah. So you're like really again. I'm not friends with these people. They don't. Some of them would know who I was, but for the most part, you know. But you get to interact with their, them and their crew for a whole day, so you're you're around a lot of cool people, and there's an excitement to doing a show. It's no different than you putting on events. Like you know that excitement you oh, get. Yeah. You start the day, you're building everything up, and by the end of the day, you like see the product happen, a concert happen, and it, there's an excitement to it. It's fulfilling. Yeah. So you miss that. You don't get that being on this side, but. I get to spend more time with my family. You know, I have a kid now. I have a wife, so you kind of responsible, Jesus. Yes, more responsible. He hates it. He's he likes the kid part. The responsibility part hates it. That's true. That's I know. I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Jason's barometer for in the world. Uh, <laughs> when we're out and about, if one's looking for one, he's looking for the other. You know, oh, there's Goldfarb Henderson somewhere. Oh, there's Henderson Goldfarb somewhere. Yeah, but I think we were talking about before. I think we like a lot of the same stuff, but we're also not scared to challenge each other. And I think that. Uh, that's a good thing to have in a friend instead of having yes men around all the time. This is a factual statement. And I'm sitting here with you know two guys who are not yes men, which is ultimately going to make this podcast significantly better. For sure. So, all right, I'm going to drop the questions on you. This is fun. This is the fun part. You know, you, have you guys getting to to know Jason? I didn't write anything down, by the way. So I know neither did I. So I might like not a, have a good answer. That's all right. Well, again, you guys are the punk rock shaved head tattoo piercing guy i'm the organized corporate guy i wrote it down on you the are the, you are and you got glasses you're wearing a collared shirt uh-huh. jason doesn't even own a collared shirt <laughs> very rarely i think i wear a suit once a year at the nightlife awards yep or if somebody dies yep 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 bar yep. mitzvah bar mitzvah wedding i don't do bar mitzvahs uh weddings yeah i guess i'll dress up yeah he's got one suit and 75 hoodies in his closet yep. <laughs> hoodies and black t-shirts pretty and much black socks Shit. all black socks all right so if you were on a 10-hour flight and had to sit next to somebody you wanted to have a conversation with who and why Uh, i don't know there's a lot of different directions you can go there there is there is it's a great question um maybe paul mccartney paul mccartney would probably be pretty interesting he's been in the music business for 50 years the biggest band of all time i feel like there's insane amount of stories that could be had there yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good one hey well, andy's a knight he's, he's yeah it's sir paul mccartney yeah i mean every time he's on stern he does two-hour interviews that and he's supposed and to be like a, re- a real guy like yeah he's a good dude a from what, what well, i hear you know people have performed with him right yeah i know people that have been in 
his band, but I don't, you know, not you don't get, you know, you're not, not going to get any real yeah. stories. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, so spinning off that, you know, your favorite all-time band. This is going to be a tough one for you because there's so many. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't really have a favorite band. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite band. Okay, you're on a desert island. You got one album you can bring with you. What's the album? I mean, I think that's the same question. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. But it's got to come up with one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what that would be because I don't. I kind of like. There's the core bands, and then there's like bands that fluctuate where I get into for a couple of years, and then I go to a new one. But so there's not a band that, like, just you're like. I mean, when I was a kid, like Green no, Day was my favorite band. But like now, as an adult, I don't really have a favorite band. So you're all over the map. I don't really have a favorite band. No, all right, I don't then, even want to name one. Okay, all right, because all the other bands that you didn't name would get offended and jealous. We get it. All right, so your top he is Jason Goldfarb. Yeah, you know who he is? He's no. hubris. Yeah, that's not how you use the word. <laughs> top three favorite movies. Huh. Again, this helps people get insight into Jason Goldfarb. I really like Days of Confused a lot. I grew up with that movie, mm-hmm. and it kind of stuck with me. I probably should throw a horror movie into there because I am big into the horror world. No, Dave's Days and Confused. That's the math. All right, all right. That's where that comes uh-huh. from. Yeah, uh-huh. Connor, Yep. Yeah, it's a great movie. A lot of people's mm-hmm. first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Affleck was in that movie mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, horror movie, I would probably say Texas Chainsaw was probably like Which one. Which one? Which one? The original. The original, original, original. Yeah. And... Um, dude i suck at these kind of things because i don't really like i'm not a like a favorite thing guy like i mean i really like the movie blow a lot it's a great movie but i wouldn't call that my favorite movie movie, but i like that movie a lot that popped into my brain so let's just put that one on there blow yep yep nice george young all right he just died yeah i saw that yeah great movie so oh i love ed wood too i should have probably put ed wood on that list that's an obscure movie that's obscure What's johnny it? depp it's not obscure it's a martin tim burton landau. movie tim, martin landau won the fucking academy oh, Award i know for that. but it's kind of like you yeah. don't think of ed well, wood as, yeah. i love that movie. And, and you'll rattle off a lot of movies like big blockbuster hits like x-men never seen it avengers never seen it see i mean like really? weird no. I, I, like, don't, I just don't mainstream go movies star wars watch. i'm the same yeah. way i never saw et I've seen it. I was a little kid, but I saw it. I never saw it. Yeah. But if you look at some of the big blockbuster movies. I haven't followed the Marvel stuff other than Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't. John been, Wick. I haven't seen it. See? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah. you give me these big franchises that everybody's jerking James off over. James Bond stuff? I think he purposely no. ignores them. No. I do. I think you. I genuinely. Think I really he, honestly don't purposely in, it, like ignore them. I just. It, I would. If, I feel like if they just came out now, I would probably start watching them. But there's so much back movies the problem with those movies i would say as someone that didn't follow from the beginning is now to get into it it's too much of a commitment i'm over it like it's like i don't want to watch 20 movies to watch the newest marvel movie so it's just too that's my problem now i don't want to do all the back work to get to you don't want to put the work you don't want to put the time in not i don't care enough no i've seen all the Mm spider-mans so i have seen some of the like i watch all the batman movies i've seen the spider-mans I pick and choose, but I'm not in the Marvel universe with the Avengers. Well, no, I'm and talking all that about stuff. like popular mo- like movies. That- some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't. No. All right. I like documentaries. I, yeah, I watch a ton do. of documentaries. A ton of docs. Yeah. I, I'm a big yeah, fan of docs. Did you watch The Night Stalker? No, I forgot about that. I just one. watched The Night Stalker. I tried Stalker to watch the one the with the butt one. thing, the one with the butt face. I couldn't get into it. It's like a foreign film, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, it was really tough. You know, there's a character on uh, a show, Preacher, which is a, a DC adaptation, 
with a dude who's got a butthole mouth as well. Really? Yeah. So that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Butthole, yeah. butthole mouths. mouths are a thing. Butthole mouths are a thing. Okay. All right. So if you were to have a personal mascot, what would it be? See, I, these are like they're weird. They're yeah. size weed pens. We should have smoked weed before we did this. This is like we're gonna have one I of those smoke episodes. Weed. Kobe yeah. doesn't, but we're gonna have one Wolf of those episodes. Speed Kobe edibles. Um, <laughs> um But I don't know. A Twinkie. <laughs> your Twinkie's your mascot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Who's is that who a makes, play off my bagel? I guess I don't know what. what who like, makes Twinkies? So you more like a big wheel. <laughs> a big wheel? I don't know. Big wheel, chief big wheel. No, I don't know what hostess? that is. Yeah, that was the round chocolate thing. No, with the I don't know what that devil's is. Devil's food cake inside from 1964. No, big wheel. I don't know it. I know hostess. pinwheel with the mush, the marshmallow and the chocolate. A pinwheel. Are you thinking pinwheel? No, it's called a big wheel. Yeah, we I don't know, know the big wheel. Let's see. All right. While we're thinking of it, I'll Google that shit. <laughs> what would you do if you were invisible for a day? See, I, this is why this is you terrible have to be high for, me. for this. Yeah, it's like I don't know. What if I was invisible? Let people get to know you. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I just think these are hard questions to get to know me. Why? Because then you know, there you could answer this that, and all of a sudden we said, "Holy fuck, Goldfarb's invisible." People are going to freak out and lock their doors. Yeah, so. I just I don't even think it's anything that interesting. I was trying to think of a way to like, yeah, invisible. I don't know. You should change it to like if I went back in time, I would just like. Take all the sports scores and bet on all of them. No, make that's a bunch of very money. Marty McFly. Yeah. Didn't Biff do that? Yeah. See? It's brilliant. All right. When's the last time you got laid? Yesterday. Does your ass still hurt? <laughs> <laughs> that's why this is in here. I knew it, motherfucker. Uh, Kobe with dad jokes <laughs> over all here. Fun- well, come on. <laughs> that's a big wheel. Well, Kobe could be my dad, yeah, I've right? never seen that. Kobe could be my dad. Big wheel. Never seen that in my life. Yeah, and they used to look Steve Garvey trading card. You have baseball cards in yeah, there. Yeah, 1964. Right? Couldn't Kobe Steve be my Garvey dad? Steve Garvey was in the 80s. What are you? 54. 54. Yeah, you yeah. could be my dad. Yeah. Guess what? I would have a kid. You Probably a few kids your age. Yeah. You have a few. wasn't for Larchmont Medical <laughs> Center in Mount Laurel. <laughs> this show brought to you by Larchmont Medical Center. <laughs> snip, snip, snip. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So if you died tomorrow, what would be your biggest regret? Uh... <sighs> This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have any like major regrets. Maybe like gambling regrets, but I don't really have any life regrets. I, I probably would have stopped gambling years ago, until like instead of six months ago. That's probably my only regret. It's a legitimate regret. Yeah. Did you stop six months ago? Mm-hmm. Or were you just saying that for Liz? No. Okay. John knows. Yeah, I know. Good for you. Yeah. I, I tend to be his gambling Gestapo. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's evil. It is. But you get my thing is once I get away with it from it, I'm fine. It's just once I start doing it again, then it you just, hooks you back in. You just sucks get you right sucked back in. in. Chasing. Do you get high? Huh? Do you get high from it? Endorphins. I don't. I mean, I'm sure I do. But do you the, get higher from the loss or the win? Um, I think the win gets me like that highness where then you don't care when you lose. You just get so wrapped up into it. But like I've John knows I've won a lot. Like I've won like fifty thousand in a day, like crazy amounts. But How the long? problem is is you give it all back. Then you just I never gave it back in like a day, but then you slowly, slowly, slowly give it back and then you go dip in your own world. But I mean like that fifty thousand I won off a thousand bucks. It's not That's like crazy. I bought in for fifty thousand or something. Fucking gambling. Yeah, it wraps you in. Gambling. It's bad. So do you but believe- also visit the casinos. They have great uh, things there. If you don't have a problem, <laughs> if you don't have a problem, and gift cards. Yes. Somebody loves gift cards. Yes. All right. So, do you believe in God? Mm-mm. No. 
I don't. So, I never did either. So you asked Kobe this same question earlier. Do you? So what do you think happens to you when you die? Nothing. You, you just, just go to sleep. You're warm you're food and yeah. you're non-existent. I mean, it's a shitty way. Like I, I don't think it's I will, shitty. I think it's realistic. I will say this: I appreciate people that believe in stuff. I just don't. It probably feels better to believe in stuff because then you think you know there's some positivity at the end of the road. But, but yeah, I've I've never I've never been a believer. Even when I was a kid, never been a believer. See, I actually think that that is positive. That there's nothing afterwards. You're just you're done. Yeah. Like you're at peace. It's yeah, over. I kind of just think you, you go to sleep and you never FOMO. wake up. Yeah, you don't have to worry about FOMO if you're missing out. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Uh, I guess it depends how you you think about it, but I don't think it's that terrible of yeah. a thing. I guess mm-hmm. you're just at peace. It's kind of scary, but I don't know. He's gone. He's gone. It's like what it was before you were born. It's that same thing. You're you evaporated into somebody's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you find a bag with ten million dollars with ID. What do you do? Yeah, you got to return that. I mean, that's just you're asking for trouble there. That's so, uh, you don't even gangsters. have to be a good guy. You just have to know you're asking for trouble. Ten ha- ten heads in a duffel bag. Yeah. I mean, that's just too obvious. You can't you can't do that. So you find a bag with ten million dollars with no ID then. I mean, it just would depend on the scenario, I think. I think it would depend on the scenario. ShopRite, you're walking across ShopRite, there's a weird black bag there. ShopRite? Yeah. Eh, I'd probably turn it in because you're on camera in ShopRite. If I found a bag of money in the woods or something like that, I'd probably just take it. But if I found a bag in like a store or something, eh, I'd probably turn it in. But if it was like randomly in the woods or in the street, I'd keep it probably. So that's a good big, yeah, no. That's a good answer. Yeah, no. I didn't think about that angle. Yeah. Cameras. Yeah. I didn't think about the camera. Yeah, I'm fucking ID, no ID. Yeah, Jason's been plotting this one. <laughs> He's, He's like thinking hmm, about it. If I gotta, ever. See, I'm a little younger than you guys. The world we're in now, everything I was watching when I was watching the Night Stalker documentary, actually, I was saying I was saying a serial killer like that could never happen ever again. Even if there's somebody that evil out there, was that the L.A. one? Yeah, it was. I started to watch that. Richard I, I, Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, like something like that could never happen in 2020. Like they would have caught that guy in 10 seconds now. Like then, oh, 100%. then like there was nothing. They like were going off a shoe print. Like they like they had nothing. They they didn't know shit. Now your phone would beam to a thing with yeah, a thing. Crazy. There's no way you would never get away with that. What's something that uh, you've never been able to do well? Oh, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, there's one thing that kind of sticks in your head. Um, sports, terrible at sports. I don't. Know, I'm not handy with anything. I've never mowed a lawn <laughs> in my life. I literally witnessed that. Yeah, <laughs> I, told, not, I will told say me. though, I know how to do like things with electronics and like technology. But like, if it came to like building something or like, yeah, I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. Not good at sports. And what did I say? What was the other thing? Building stuff. Sports. sports mowing the lawn never mowed a lawn in my were, life. were you ever good at sports and then you just gave up i mean when i was a little kid i played street hockey and i was good at it and i pitched when i was little and then i just played music instead so okay. i was just like fuck it that was your guitar yeah it's like my kid now we let him play sports a couple times he gives zero shits about sports he doesn't even like it like he's no interest in no it. competitiveness he does have competitiveness, but in video games and stuff, he doesn't care about oh. sports. But I feel like that's, I'm not saying every kid, but that is where more kids, your daughter's the same my way. My son, my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. So who'd play you in a movie? Danny DeVito. Definitely, that was my answer, actually. Danny, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito? Did yeah. I fucking call oh, yeah, that? yeah, definitely. That's fucking awesome. We didn't even talk about that in advance. Yeah, Danny DeVito, for sure. Totally Danny DeVito. I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> How much would somebody have to pay you for your little toe? It would have to be a crazy number. Like 10, 20? One little toe? Well, your, your pinky toe. 
But one of them? Just one of them. Just one. 20 mil. 20 mil 20 for your million fuck? For you your toe? really overvalued valued you pick Yeah, but I don't want to be off balance for, for a couple mil. It ain't worth it. All right. All right. So That's life-changing. It is life-changing. But then you've got a story. But I'm just saying, there's like, I don't know. Couldn't you get a nice chunk and have a toe and another toe put on? If, I, mean, if I don't you think get, you can get a prosthetic toe. I don't think you can either. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, now they do have prosthetic hands. Have you seen those? Yeah. That, like, your brain can actually connect to that moves hands. You hmm. can t- it can tell yeah. your brain can tell the robot hand what to do. You know where that question comes from? Hmm. Harlem Nights with uh, um, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy and um, like somebody who's sucking my pinky hat. toe. I shoot off him. He shot off my pinky toe. You don't remember that Mm-mm. in the movie? Oh yeah. So I thought you were talking about Eddie Murphy paying hookers to suck on his toes. No no no. <laughs> he did a movie with Richard <laughs> Pryor. Did he Get yeah, yeah, trannies yeah. to suck on his yeah. toes. Yeah, he did a movie oh, he with toe worship them with Richard Pryor, where he shot off a woman's toe. Yeah, pinky I, toe. I never saw that Harlem movie. Nights. It was like yeah. so. That's another obscure. I love Bowfinger. Did you ever see that? Bowfinger is a fucking great yeah. movie. It's yes. a great movie. Never yes. saw it. Yes, awesome Eddie Murphy movie. So Jason Goldfarb. See, that wasn't that didn't suck as bad as you thought it was. going to No, suck. I just feel like it's kind of boring. But I don't think we'll it's. We'll see boring. what the people, people say. Like, well, we'll see what the people. Jason's afraid it's going to be a popularity contest too. I'm not afraid of that. I know. You assume that it's going. to I be have that. the least social interaction out of the, this group here. Like I'm, I so interact. That's, well, that's but, the purpose but, of this. But I'm just saying, yeah, I, I interact the least. Like I'm not that into that whole yeah, thing. But that's the purpose of this. So yeah. you're on the show. People get to know who you are because yeah. that was a question we had. And maybe they'll follow you, and you won't unfollow them because you've been on a spree of unfollowing <laughs> fuckers lately. Been. Yeah. So all right. So we got to know Jason Goldfarb. There it you was go. Painless. Thank it you, was Jason. fun. Thank you for participating in something that you think is stupid. Congratulations for getting to know about me, ladies You're gonna and gentlemen. Love it. Jason. Jason Goldfarb. Visit the website at bigboyvoices.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Big Boy Voices Podcast.